0: And now, in studio, a true mover and shaker in the real estate market, seen on the American Dream TV show, and nationally recognized award-winning real estate expert, here to deliver you the timely truths on the San Diego market, your host, David Rudd. Play, 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 All right, San Diego, another great night here, and uh, I've got special guests with us, Dr. Jay Pondy, in our second segment of episode, uh, cardiologists, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Glad you could come back. I mean, we had so, so much great feedback uh, for people that had learned so much uh, from last week where we were talking about uh, cardiology, uh, uh, heart disease, and now we're going to be talking about really into the lifestyle and changes that people need to be taking and making on the forefront to their health regimen. and. You know one of the things that comes up because so many people associate uh, you know high fat diets, et cetera, as being something that is associated with uh, you know heart disease heart attacks uh, is fat bad? Well, that's a great question, David. Uh, in a word uh, no uh,
1: basically there's uh, there's several different types of fats. there's good fats and there's uh, and then there are some bad fats but uh basically what you know um We'll, we'll, start, we'll, we'll start by talking a little bit about cholesterol. So cholesterol is basically a wax-like or oily substance that, uh, uh, that's uh, responsible for uh, depositing in our uh, arteries and building up of plaque. Uh, about 75% of cholesterol is actually made by our body, predominantly made in the liver. Another 25% comes from uh, dietary sources and when this is in balance that's a good thing but when our cholesterol is out of balance and we have lots of uh, bad cholesterol that can be actually a harmful thing and this bad cholesterol can get deposited into these plaques within the walls of the artery and these plaques then build up which lead to obstruction of the arteries which lead to things like heart attacks and strokes and possible amputations. So. Uh, the, uh, the good fats are the unsaturated fats, and they can be either be uh, poly or monounsaturated. Some of the monounsaturated fats are things like avocados, uh, olive oil, um, uh, nut butters like peanut butter. Uh, some of the polyunsaturated fats are things like uh, salmon, um, uh, w- uh, walnuts, and, uh, and and then the bad fats, are, are things like trans fats or uh, the, the saturated fats. And, you know, uh, th- things that uh, are fried or uh, snack foods, uh, anything that's processed usually has like a lot of these uh, bad fats or uh, even uh, baked goods, you know, such as your cookies and cakes and stuff, unfortunately.
0: Well, what about, I mean, for all these people that are just chowing down on these, power bars, which I think a lot of people have started, you know, or protein bars or things that have gone into, you know, also known as, I think a lot of people are using them as healthy, quote unquote, healthy eating. But I see things on there where I'm like, that's a candy bar just repackaged as something, you know, healthy, a ton of sugar, chocolate. Um, and then there is fat within, within those items that, that, right. I, that when I'm looking at the ingredients list. So what and that's going to have a lot of processed items within
1: it. You're exactly right. You know, I mean, if you if you take a look at one of these uh, ca- uh, candy bars, <laughs> I was going to say power bars, and you and you look at it and you lo- look at the ingredients on it, there is going to be a lot of uh, a lot of things that you know when you're reading it, you, you won't understand. And uh, generally, that's usually an indication that it's uh, been processed and it's probably not going to be
0: good for you. Not good at all. Well, I think that everybody should just stick with those avocados, serve yourself up some guacamole, get your veg in, <laughs> right? and, uh, you know, have some salmon sushi. There you go. That will be good there. So, uh, you know, along with what goes on with, you know, fat being associated there, and, you know, they do— you know, there's a lot of talk with heart disease and increased alcohol consumption and how that goes in. I mean, wine is in full flare, and then we're also the microbrewery capital, I believe, of the world uh, here in San Diego. So, But I think I, I know everybody out there is wondering, what about my wine? Can you be drinking wine and still have a healthy heart? Yes. Uh y- Yes, you can. Did you uh, hear that? <laughs> you can get... Just one bottle tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: actually the the major caveat to that is, is when you, when you drink uh, alcohol in moderation and, uh, and what we mean by moderation is uh, everyone has different definitions. And uh, for me, I think moderation would typically represent a a glass of red wine, um, a glass of red wine per day. And, you know, not pretty a really nice. big That's glass. That's a pretty – uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's
0: funny you talk about a big glass. I was traveling, in, you know, in uh, London and was had met up with some friends. And they're, and this is, like, probably about six years ago. And beer is so big in, in London. And so their, wine is not a heavily consumed, you know, item when you go out to the pub. But they end up getting this wine. And it's a rosé, which I refer to as White's Zinfandel. Literally, they take – a whole bottle, and in these, it, it only serves two glasses. Oh, <laughs> that's really? how big the glasses were. Okay. So not a half bottle size. Right,
1: right. No, the glasses have to be reasonable size. Uh, usually, um, about a hundred milliliters is is uh, an appropriate uh, quantity. So if you think about a uh, a can of uh, can of soda, that's about I want to say about three hundred or yeah, three hundred. Uh, or 330 milliliters. So about a third of that or quarter to a third
0: of that would be the appropriate size. That sounds like the amount you would have as sacramental wine at communion. <laughs> 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 just one sip, just one sip. So, so really, so, it, so that moderation is relatively small then. It is, it is relatively
1: small. Um, and, uh, yeah, because when you when you start consuming more, you really start bringing taking on you know the the negative aspects of it, you know of, of the alcohol, like and, getting belligerent and, yeah, angry. Right. No,
0: but what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I tease. So, what goes on with how is that alcohol actually impacting our heart health and and just health in general? So. Be-
1: in a couple of ways, it actually can. Uh, it's been shown to improve longevity. Uh, people people who have uh, a glass of uh, of wine uh, will may tend to live longer. Uh, it uh, it improves the it boosts the immune system. Uh, it also does improve heart health, uh, and you know can reduce blood pressure. And the the mechanism or the what, what they think is the um, ingredient that helps that is res- resveratrol i i don't know if i'm pronouncing yeah, it right yeah i think it's resveratrol res- resveratrol yeah and um, and the uh, and basically it has some uh, anti-aging properties uh, and and it basically comes from uh, from the skin of the of the sour grapes and um, and it, it uh, it's an antioxidant, and they also promotes uh, nitric oxide production. And this nitric oxide basically uh, is made by the the skin of the. If you guys remember us talking about it last week, is made by the skin of the walls of the artery, and it helps to keep the arteries dilated, as well as to help uh, prevent um, you know the the platelets from sticking together.
0: So, and is that from its diuretic properties of of the wine or alcohol? That no, I don't believe from the diuretic properties. I think it's it um, uh,
1: just uh, this resveratrol uh, promotes you know, that. Yeah, promotes that and promotes the the
0: dilation of the arteries. Now, you may be driving and thinking, or you may be listening to this on in SoundCloud and thinking, "Wow, I drink a half a bottle of wine a day, <laughs> or a full bottle, or two bottles." <laughs> <laughs> if that happens to be you that's not a moderation. So that's in an overconsumption. And what actually happens where alcohol goes bad? Because a lot of people will refer to, especially ultra refined spirits and things of that nature, that they start becoming poison to the body.
1: Right. And, you know, uh, it's important to note that most of these studies have actually uh, have been for red wine in particular, and that other alcohols, beer, there has been a recent uh, study come that came out on beer and showed the, some beneficial properties. I'm not as well-versed uh, with that.
0: I don't think anybody is. That was put out by the beer industry. <laughs> the beer
1: industry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I don't uh, believe
0: that it really applies to the, the uh, other alcohol either. So. Well, it's fantastic. So you can keep on drinking your wine, make it a red one. Now... Who, if you if you love red wine you may also love that chocolate right yeah
1: and, and, and is that chocolate good for us the chocolate is good for you uh, again the same caveat with you want to have it in moderation and for for chocolate it actually also ends up being a pretty small amount usually about one or maybe up to two squares you know a uh, a few times a week, and a week, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I
0: was hoping a day. <laughs>
1: and uh, w- w- what it does is uh, it is very similar to the uh, resveratrol in, uh, in in the red wines. It has cacao, and uh, and so it also the other caveat is it can't just be any chocolate. You know, you don't want to go with your. Uh, very uh, with your milk chocolates, which are very high in, in sugar and fat content. You want to go uh, more with your uh, very dark chocolates and the, uh, the higher the percentage of cacao, the better uh, that chocolate is for you. And uh, very similar to the wine, it also increases your, uh, it increases your nitric oxide production and is also a very good source of antioxidants.
0: So it sounds like everybody should be having a glass of wine and as well as some chocolate. And some chocolate, that's right. <laughs> Keeping that heart healthy. Well, you're listening to The David Rudd Show. Stick around. AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, Craig Sewing here, host
2: of The Craig Sewing Show and The American Dream, every morning, Channel 4, 1030 AM. One of the things we do on the show is we give a lot of financial advice. Something you'll hear me say all the time is you can't figure out where you're going to go if you don't know where you are today. That's why we give out a free financial kit to any of our listeners or viewers who want to know, hey, this is where I am. This is how much money I have. This is my trajectory for retirement. You need to know what your retirement age is going to be, how much money is going to get distributed to you. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 or 90. These are numbers that actually." can be spelled out for you based upon your current allocation. It doesn't take any more money. Just get an analysis. This is what we do. The free financial kit will do this for you. We've given them out to thousands of people and never once had a complaint and we'd love to give you one as well. If you haven't got your free financial kit, it's really simple. You just got to visit me online and ask for it. CraigSewing.com That's Craig with a C. Sewing like a sewing machine. Machine. CraigSewing.com On the contact form, message me. Ask for the free financial kit. It is a gift to you as a listener to our show. Free financial kit, CraigSowing.com. Make sure you hit that contact form, no strings attached, and we'll get it to you within twenty-four hours. CraigSowing.com. Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites. Go to LloydPest.com. That's LloydPest.com. Com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 p.m. on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score, and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Iran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up, maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Iran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Iran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, AmericanDreamElite.com. AM
0: 1170, The Answer. I thought you were going to start playing some red, red wine. <laughs> hey, that you're listening to the David Red Show. With us, we have uh, my cardiologist, Dr. Jay Pondy. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you again for having me. We were talking about some of this good stuff out there. You can go have some wine tonight, some dark chocolate. Just make sure it's very high in the chocolate. Don't be just guzzling down that magic shell that may not even have chocolate in it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dr. Jay Pondy is a board-certified cardiologist who currently practices in National City in Chula Vista. He completed his training at the University of Maryland in cardiology and in interventional cardiology. Uh, if you didn't check out, if you're just tuning in, uh, you can pick us up on uh, SoundCloud as well as podcast and pick up last week's episode where we are actually talking about uh, Heart disease, and really something that is a forefront in becoming an epidemic in America and the increase in obesity. And today we're talking about a lot of the changes that you can make to your life and kind of those questions that are out there of should I do this? Should I do, you know, that? Uh, a lot of things, I think, my philosophy in life is moderation, including moderation. Uh, so you have to be realistic to living life, but do the best you can every day. Um, you know, one of the things that You know, it's impacting, we hear across the board, not only just with the increase in, you know, heart disease, but also diabetes. Uh, And they're coming down to a lot of discussion that, you know, even if you are, you know, exercising every day, you still have to be careful with in, in your diet. And before we jump into the diet portion, you know... The big thing about that couch potato, uh, there's now a joke, and if you're not a smoker, and in California, and San Diego is particularly, we really don't have as many smokers as we used to, um, especially with it being outlawed. But now they have this joke that goes around that if you hear somebody coughing, it's a couch cough <laughs> <laughs> from being on the couch too long. So, let's talk about the problems with sedentary lifestyle and how that's impacting and how that's impacting not only just our heart health, but overall health. Sure. Uh,
1: so a, uh, a sedentary lifestyle is one where you are predominantly not having a lot of uh, movement, there is not a lot of activity, there's no exercise, and you're, yeah, like you said, like you described, you're a couch potato. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's very uh, common nowadays, especially because most of the jobs that we do nowadays are just sitting behind a desk um uh you know sometimes we're lucky like you're lucky you get to you know take clients out and you know see houses yes. uh, i'm I, I think I'm fairly lucky because a lot of what I do is rounding in the hospital and so I I'm walking around seeing my patients and but not a lot of jobs are like that nowadays and and we tend to sit uh, for a good portion of the time when we're at work and then when we come home we're, you know, we're tired and we want to just, you know, sit, have dinner and then sit and watch TV. And so, but the problem is that that can lead to a lot of issues. It's, uh, uh, can lead to, uh, you know, not burning off that energy, which can lead to obesity, can lead to, uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and it It can even lead to have like a lot of psychosocial impact and lead to anxiety and depression. Um, And these things uh, eventually uh, can uh, build up and cause heart disease and
0: cancer even. Which is astounding. I mean, we have, especially here in San Diego, where we have so much flexibility in uh, are just social or where we live to be able to get out and about, whether it's the beach, whether it's your neighborhood, uh, and going around and having a walk. Uh, really, there's no excuse other than they've got such great entertainment on TV. Like, start <laughs> making some really bad shows and it'll get everybody out of the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's sort of a vicious cycle, though, right? You've got these companies coming up with these great, you know, entertainment. And then we have an yeah. entire industry that is built around marketing to people watching that television. So really, we're kind of battling ourselves.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and, and you're uh, also right that you know we live in such a great, uh, great environment here in San Diego. We have a, the ideal climate, and uh, where we can be out uh, pretty much the entire year uh, and doing something. There's always something to do. There's you know hiking and biking and uh, uh, just, you know, taking walk around the neighborhood. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, great festivals and, uh, farmers markets that we have available to us.
0: And there's obviously the beach. So yeah. And in America's finest city, if you are somebody that likes watching TV all the time, you can always get a treadmill. You can just grab a can of soup, do those, you know, Work out those arms and keep everything going. But it is something I think is an epidemic that people have to be about. And with the increase of video games and in home entertainment. Um, And we're seeing that across, you know, children at younger ages, which I think, you know, we won't know for years until, I mean, we started to see the impact with heart attacks happening at younger ages, um, increase in diabetes. Uh, But some of that, now that we have these trends that have, you know, within the last 18 years alone of entertainment that's happening inside the home, aside from just television, but video games, et cetera, uh, has had an increase in that. So what are the benefits to exercise other than people saying, oh, I've got my beach body? Yeah,
1: Uh, yeah, great question. So there's lots of benefits to exercise. Uh, It is a, uh, you know, and even just like a small to moderate amount of exercise is enough. Usually after uh, what I tell my patients is after, uh, you know, they've had a heart attack or they've had uh, some heart procedure done on them, even just building up to about twenty minutes a day, it would be uh, is appropriate. So, but there's an incredible amount of benefits. Uh, number one, there's uh, it, it releases endorphins, and so it, it leads to a euphoria. There's a you get a you can have like a runner's high. Um, there's a reduction of stress. Um, it helps, uh, prevent, uh, it helps prevent, uh, ruminating, which leads to less depression. Uh, there's, uh, improvements in, uh, uh, blood flow reductions in blood pressure. You can also have, uh, uh, recruitment of other, uh, of other, uh, parts of the heart through, um, you know, what we call, um, uh, I'm losing the term for right now, uh, neovascularization which which is basically the formation of new blood vessels to you know to the parts of the heart uh, that previously weren't uh, very well supplied uh and yeah and and this all leads to uh improved heart health there's also improvements for the immune system uh where and you're able to fight off disease uh better and
0: there's less uh risk of uh illnesses. So what have, I mean, so it just come, not me, but you've run into, do you ever run into that situation where somebody's come through a heart attack and they're like, Dr. J, what do you mean? You want me to start exercising, start eating different. I'm just lucky to be alive. This is time to to celebrate, (laughs) which in so many ways in in the American culture, food is a huge point of celebration for people Uh, and in many cultures where people celebrate with food and, and drinks and things yeah. of that nature. So do you run into that where it's, you know, at the same time somebody's come out of having uh, a heart attack and need to get back on a, a new change in their lifestyle, uh, that it is an upward hurt, a hill battle?
1: Yeah, I think that it, that really depends on the person. For some people, they are not motivated at all. And e- even after going through a heart attack, they, they want to continue the same diet, the same lifestyle that they have been continuing. Uh, I but I've had some patients who have been incredibly motivated. I've had uh, a patient who is a pilot in the past, and he had a major heart attack and required bypass surgery. Uh, he changed his life. Uh, I had it 180 degrees. He uh, he was a very uh, unth- pretty unhealthy before eating a lot of processed foods, lots of fast food. Uh, lots, lots of uh, processed sugars and lots of high, uh, high fat and you know, high fat foods. Lots of uh, animal uh, source proteins, and uh, he actually uh, changed and he became a vegan. And he uh, really uh, eliminated processed foods from his diet. He ended up losing uh, several, about thirty to forty pounds. Wow! Uh, his cholesterol uh, came down dramatically. Uh, his, uh, he was pre-diabetic before and he, then he didn't have any signs of, uh, increased sugar. Um,
0: and he really turned his life around. Wow. So it's, it so really it's more a second the... lease on life in that sense. It's yeah. like, Hey, wake up call to change. Do you find that that is more often the case, uh, as if like, this is a, a wake up call scared of reality. Like if I don't change the way uh, that I'm living, that potentially I'm not going to be alive anymore? Yeah,
1: I, I think especially in my patients who are younger, they are they seem to be very motivated and very uh, uh, wanting to make a change, and they're always asking me, you know, what kind of changes that they can make. Um, sometimes in my patients who are older, uh, they they kind of feel that they're at um, near the uh, towards the latter end of their life, anyway, so they're not as motivated. So it's it's a little bit harder uh, to reach them, Um, but uh, unfortunately, we have been seeing an increase of heart disease, uh, like we talked about, in the younger population nowadays, because of the prevalence of uh, obesity and and diabetes, and is really becoming
0: and fast food. I I mean, it's it's a staple for so many people, and they're. You know, daily lives. And when, you know, again, we're bombarded with so much marketing out there. And it's a lot to, I think, for a typical person to resist, because you're being, you know, you want to live a lifestyle one way to be healthy, and at the same time, you're being bombarded with messages out there every moment of every day, you know, aside from the electronics we're buying, but these delicious pictures of this great food that we don't want to take the time yeah. to cook ourselves. Yeah.
1: And, and you know what? It never looks as good in real life as it does in the pictures, that, yeah, but that the marketing materials
0: <laughs> But you still seem to keep that in your picture as, yeah. as, 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 it's, as, as it's delivered in. So what kind of exer- exercise regimen is best so that really uh, depends on each individual
1: and we tailor uh, the exercise regimen to to the person so uh, you know there's a lot of people who will have you know some musculoskeletal issues and for, for some reason they may have like a bum knee uh, or or they'll have like uh, asthma or some uh, or other issues so it's really best to speak with your doctor to have a uh, to have an exercise regimen tailored to you. Um, Really, some of the best regimens for heart health are uh, interval training and something that really increases your heart rate and then, uh, and then you take like a little bit of a rest and by rest, I mean, not, you don't stop completely, but take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just decrease the intensity. That's right. But you, you decrease the intensity. So, you know, some examples are, you know, if, if running is your thing, then, you know, go for an all out sprint for about 30 to 40 seconds. And then, you know, you go at a lower intensity for about, uh, four to five minutes and then just repeat that four to five times. And what that does is that that really uh, exercises your your heart muscle, and it also ex- uh, it, uh, practices what it's like for your uh, your arteries to receive you know uh, flow in different states, which allows your arteries to become more flexible. Uh, flexible. Um, so uh, some other good types of uh, exercise are. You know, basically, uh, as a cardiologist, we usually recommend something aerobic, something that increases your heart rate. Uh, the, um, you know, so anything that you're doing, that's very active and keeping you moving and increasing your heart rate is very good. The, uh, some other uh, good things are things that work out the total body, such as swimming, uh, cross country skiing, um, uh, I'm sure forgot my third example Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah the swimming and cross country skiing uh are some examples, or rowing you know they they work out more the entire body um the uh other uh things that are also very beneficial are things that work out the core uh uh you know such as pilates and yoga has also been shown to have uh lots of uh, great uh effects for for heart health especially in with reduction of blood pressure. Um, the uh, When I have a patient though who's had, uh, who's come through a heart attack or who's had bypass surgery or had recent stents placed, Usually, though, they're, they start off as sedentary. And so it's very hard to get into this really intense interval training right away. So usually we'll have them build up to that. And the way that we do that is I usually have them start by uh, having a walking program. And just walking can be an excellent exercise. So I will usually have them start off at about, you know, if they haven't been doing anything, if they've been very sedentary, just at about uh, have them walk about five minutes a day. And then every day increase that by a minute till
0: they're walking about 20 to 30 minutes a day. That's amazing. I have a client actually right now that suffered from a heart attack this past year. And that was one of the things that was getting back on the feet uh, because he was very, very, very active um, all the time and used to was just used to doing so much so it wasn't on the sedentary side, he was really active and that's why I think it's so important on this issue that people realize that you can be working out all the time and you could be considered aesthetically from looking so healthy but on the inside you're very unhealthy and that's why when you look at this approach from not only an exercise but also from the food and consumption uh, that you put into your body, you have to look if you want to look your best on the outside a lot of times that starts by looking your best on the inside and it's so so important. But on his, when he was going in and had to get back into his regiment, he was just the other day, he was telling me, he said, you know, it was so difficult. He goes, I would go outside. He goes, I could walk maybe one or two houses over mm-hmm. and then I could walk back inside. And then he said he just had to continuously get that progression up so that he could start getting that mobility back before being, as he was working through his recovery. Right. So it's a yeah. really good thing. you know if you're out there and you're thinking I work out all the time or I eat healthy, there's there, there's a combination of, of everything that takes into play and that's why I think it's such an important uh, discussion and issue. It's something that you need to be proactive about and because that's you know this heart's lasting you your lifetime and you you are really making the choice how long you want that lifetime to be. So uh, you know along with me, I've got Dr. Jay Pondi, uh, board certified cardiologist. Uh, my personal cardiologist, as well as friend, talking about important issues that impact you. You're listening to The David Rudd Show. Stick around. AM 1170,
2: The Answer. Hey, do you believe in global warming? This seems to be a hot topic these days, no pun intended. question is this. Is it real? Is it man manufactured? Is it just the earth being old? Or is it just a political play? You know what? I don't know and I don't care. Craig's sowing here and I'm here to tell you this. Whether global warming exists or not, it always makes sense to try and protect our planet regardless of global warming and the political argument. It always makes sense to save money. So why not explore the opportunity financially that exists with solar energy? If you put in solar energy into your home, you can save a ton of money that you're wasting on your electric and gas bill, why not go solar? It saves you money. And look, it's good for the planet. Whether you believe in global warming or not, doesn't really matter. Anything we can do that's good for the planet that can save you money. Two thumbs up for me. The problem is there's a lot of shady companies out there, so I want to recommend just one. The only company that I endorse for solar, it's Baker Electric Solar. They've been in business for almost a century. I know these guys really well. They're good friends of mine. Visit them online. BakerElectricSolar.com that's bakerelectricsolar.com. You can go there from your smartphone. Today is the day. Let's save some money. Let's get those solar panels. They'll do a complimentary review. bakerelectricsolar.com. Solar.com Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites. Go to LloydPest.com. That's LloydPest.com. Dot .com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. Are you sick and tired of the mainstream media, tired of politicians, tired of political correctness? Maybe some of the stuff you see on social media at all can get a little bit nauseating. I agree with you. My name is Craig Sewing. You've heard me on KCBQ for years. You've probably seen my TV show, The American Dream, on Channel 4 every morning. All this stuff gets put up at craigsowing.com. Look, I believe we live in the greatest city in the greatest country on the planet, and therefore all of the shows, the things we do online, our social media, everything that is tied to my model and my brand is about lifting you and the American dream as a Whole. I want you to join the movement. I really hope you can. It's really simple. We are doing radio shows, TV shows, newsletters, social media, all celebrating the fact that we live in the greatest country on the planet. I know there's a lot of negativity out there, but let's remember San Diego, the weather's perfect year round. In this country, people get paid more in welfare than doctors in other countries. We have an immigration problem where millions want in, not out of this country. We have a volunteer military that is willing to die to protect your freedoms. We have an amazing country. We should celebrate that. That's why I have a TV show called The American Dream and it's why I'm asking you to join this mission. How do we do it? We spread the word. It's that simple. If you visit me online at craigsowing.com, there's a tab for the Dream Team. Join the Dream Team. It's just going to notify you of all the cool things we have going on in radio, TV, social media, and it gives you the opportunity to share the content and add your own two cents as well. I believe we can create our own movement. It starts at craigsowing.com. There's no strings attached. I'm not trying to get any money out of you or anything closely related to that. Not at all. Let's spread the word, craigssewing.com. Dot com. Go there today. Join the Dream Team. Help us spread the word on the American Dream. AM 1170, The Answer.
0: All right. You're back with The David Rudd Show. Along with me, Dr. Jay Pondy, uh, a board-certified cardiologist. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, David. You know, we're talking about heart health, something that we all hopefully have. Um, and uh, so on there, we're, we're talking about... You know, this this week we're talking more about like ways that you can be mindful of not only your exercise regimen, but also uh, mindful of what you're eating. Uh, But one thing that's impacting us all, you know, that's going on, just whether it's going on politically right now whether it's going on at your job whether it's going something on in your relate you know relationship there's a lot of times where stress is out there and you know there's so much you know there's people believe in meditation, you know some people believe in meditation some people don't um, that could be something you're religious or not religious all of us in some way and I think people need to not classify things in just one word as meditation most likely it's in some it's in our natural lives anyway we just are not mindful when we do that. So I want to talk about, you know, meditation and how we get rid of like the most common thing. Like, you know, what is stress? What is the stress that we're all, you know, people talk about stress all the time. They talk about the increase in cortisol levels, et cetera, but what is stress? What is that condition?
1: That's a great question. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that I personally, uh, really, uh, you know, strongly believe in and, uh, strongly believe that, uh, you know, meditation and s- relieving stress is one of the keys to living uh, healthier, more and more uh, well. Um, and so, basically, uh, in my viewpoint, there's uh, there's a lot of definitions of stress, but in my viewpoint, I think that it's the feeling uh, that you have when when you're under pressure, quote unquote. Um, it's how our thoughts and our body respond to uh, to an external uh, challenge of some sort, and um, it, uh, it, it's so essentially it invokes our uh, this external challenge can then invoke our fight or flight response, which then leads to as you mentioned the increase in cortisol and the release of stress hormones, uh, other stress hormones including uh, epinephrine and norepinephrine, and these. Uh, you know, when when done in a controlled way uh, can actually lead to increased productivity, you know. So such as, you know, if you have an exam coming up and you're, uh, you're stressed about your exam, then you make some changes and you uh, get ready for the exam and you, you prepare for that, which leads to, you know, increased productivity. But when uh, left unchecked, uh, these... Uh, uh, the mechanism that we have for dealing with these pressure or the stress that we put on ourselves can actually be very harmful and, uh, and it it can actually
0: lead to uh, lots of uh, debilitating things uh, for us. So not good at all. And one of the, the, you know, how, when we have that high level of stress, how, how is that stress, you know, harmful, but you know, it's like people want to go through and just, You'd be like, oh, I'm going to brush it off. And I think there's that difference between, okay, there's normal stress levels or things that we encounter, but there's some people that are in like a high level of stress. And when they're in that level of stress consistently or frequently happening, what does that do to us?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. So uh, we were talking about the fight-or-flight response. And basically that fight-or-flight response is this uh, basic uh, you know, uh, response that we've had from our primitive days where, you know, if, if we're faced with a, some kind of imminent danger, then we want to either, you know, fight, flight, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, fight it, uh, flee, or freeze. And, and basically, so uh, the things that happen to our body are, um, uh, you know, the, the brain, uh, I'm sorry, the blood gets redirected to the heart, uh, you know, to the brain and so, so we know what to do and we know how to, we're going to respond. Uh, and it gets redirected away from things like the GI system, uh, your immune system, uh, because you don't need it at the time goes down. And so, um, so, so basically your non-essential functions, you know, slow down, uh, and, and your, your breathing gets rapid, your heart rate gets rapid, your heart starts beating stronger. And, uh, when, uh, like I said, if you're uh, trying to flee some imminent danger, that's very useful. But run, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but if you're not trying to, and if it's if you're if you're creating uh, this kind of environment for your own body uh, to just uh, normal human interactions or uh, other things that we perceive as b- being stressful. And that can actually be very harmful, and it can lead to uh, things like anxiety, uh, depression. It can lead to uh, higher higher blood pressure. It could lead to constriction of your blood vessels, uh, you know, and uh, digestive
0: problems, uh, sleep issues. uh, uh, So really not good, especially if you're having this... Fight or flight mechanism go off, and you just want to be laying on the couch, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you should be fleeing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so flee out the door. Yeah, <laughs> run down the run down the, the sidewalk. But so I can imagine you're sitting there. Your body, fit, you know, we were built that way, and so then we become your sedentary. At the same time, your body has this reaction that it should be actually, you know, the as you said, the heart's basically. Prepping so that you can actually flee, but That's then right. you're sitting there and you're heading this issue straight on, and so that has those side effects with the anxiety, the depression. Yeah. What is that physiologically doing to us and the complications that it actually puts on our heart or organs?
1: Yeah, a great question. So you know, physiologically, that kind of stress you you have the release of these uh, stress hormones, the cortisol and the norepinephrine and the epinephrine. Uh, when when faced with that. Uh, in the short term, basically, like we talked about, your heart rate increases, your heart starts beating, uh, pounding stronger, your uh, respirations increase. But over the long term, that leads to, uh, uh, that leads to, can lead to severe heart disease. So it leads to your blood pressure being elevated. And if it's constantly severely elevated, that leads to remodeling of your heart. So your heart muscle actually becomes thicker. Uh, it can lead to a, a long-term state's congestive heart failure. Um, it can, uh, you know, in a, a high-stress state and high-inflammatory state, can possibly lead to a, a myocardial infarction where you have rupture of the plaque of the within the wall of the artery. And this uh, plaque rupture then leads to a clot formation, which then leads to a blockage of the artery, so it can lead to a heart attack. Wow. Uh, also in... Uh, more long-term states; it can even affect your uh, affect uh, the body so much that it leads to uh, can lead to particular cancers.
0: Wow! So, on that with those plaques that would come off and blood clot going around, is there any sort of risk that goes in where you could actually have the blood clot goes to the brain and then that is you'd have a seizure? Well, yeah. So, when, when the blood clot
1: uh, it goes to the brain, uh, you, you could you have a stroke. And then if the brain's not getting a good, good enough blood supply, that can also then lead to a seizure. Um, and, but basically, uh, that mechanism uh, is slightly different uh, in that the uh, issue um, with the strokes uh, uh, sometimes can be, from a uh, arrhythmia from the heart. So the, one of the more common reasons for stroke uh, is from atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heart rhythm of the top chambers of the heart, where the top chambers of the heart, they don't beat, they don't squeeze, they just kind of quiver. And because they're not moving very well, a clot can form and hide in those top chambers. And if that clot gets dislodged, it goes through the bottom chambers of the heart, and then that bottom chamber then can eject it northward uh, to the blood vessels that supply the brain. And that can form, uh, it, that can lead to a stroke. So, uh, but essentially uh, also, those are also things that can be stress induced.
0: So, so scary stuff. I mean, that's stuff that we're, you know, so many people are dealing with, especially in not only today's work environment, but stuff going on in the world today. And, you know, With that, and I know that you had kind of led into that you're a firm believer in meditation, and there's so many different forms. People will always think of meditation as that you're some, you know, that you're uh, into a specific area. But there's other forms where people could be in prayer that they don't necessarily classify as meditation. But what are the benefits of meditation that you see and that you've seen in patients and the physiological uh, and also mental benefits?
1: Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, great question. I, I, I am, like you said, a, a big believer in uh, meditation. I think that it's uh, very useful for uh, helping. It, it doesn't r- relieve any of the actual uh, uh, problems that are there. I mean, those problems still exist, but it allows you to uh, reframe those problems or it gives you a space in which to think about those problems in a rational way and I think it's the creating that space that uh, is, can be very beneficial. And uh, when, when, when you don't have the space, then all kinds of thoughts are running through your mind and you're, you're not in control. And you, uh, y- your, your mind gets very agitated and you, you get more stressed and, and it feeds on itself. But when you can create this space, you can think about some of those problems more rationally. Like you mentioned, there's lots of different types of meditations, you know, such as transcendental meditations Zen meditation, vipassana, meditation. And but the bottom line is, what you're trying to do is just uh, uh, become more mindful and be more present with what's going on around you, and uh, and um, allow yourself uh, some uh, allow yourself to to have these thoughts realize that you are, you, you, take a separate, uh, view from the, of the thoughts from the outside and realize that that's not, uh, what's, you are not the thoughts but you are, uh, you're, you know, what is actually the thinker and thinking these thoughts and, uh, you're, um, you know, it, it, it basically, uh, leads to this space where you can, uh, Think about these things rationally, which then can lead to reduction in stress. and And by doing this, you're alternating your brain chemistry. You're reducing the amount of stress hormones uh, that are that are there. Reducing the cortisol, reducing the epinephrine, norepinephrine, um, and it can lead, can lead to increased concentration and focus. Um, also, it's been known to uh, lead to increased acceptance and empathy with other people. And so there's also like a a social aspect that it can also... Uh, which a hour. lot
0: of people need acceptance and empathy for other people right, right. now. <laughs> it yeah. is crazy what's going on, and I, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, in meditation, whatever form you practice. If you're out there and you're thinking, you oh, know, I just need to go zone out, and maybe you go and just listen to music. There are all so many different forms. There's the practice of meditation that is published in so many different ways, and you can pick up formal practice, which I recommend you do because once you are mindful of 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 your thoughts and rather that those thoughts and stressors really taking control over you, uh, it really puts you into a perspective that you're able to do that. And I think in conjunction with being able to reduce that for your own health and what you're talking about, um, I, I can't thank you enough for being here with us and, and sharing with us all this very important stuff that's impacting so many people. Um, if you're just tuning in or you want to reach out to uh, Dr. Jay Pandy, you can go ahead and reach out to me at david Or kindredrealestate.com. We'd love to put you in contact. Gotta be proactive in health. You've got to be thinking about all these things. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure. You're listening to the David Rudd Show. Stick around. AM eleven seventy. The answer.
2: Hey, Craig Sewing here, host of The Craig Sewing Show and The American Dream every morning, Channel 4, 1030 AM. One of the things we do on the show is we give a lot of financial advice. Something you'll hear me say all the time is you can't figure out where you're going to go if you don't know where you are today. That's why we give out a free financial kit to any of our listeners or viewers who want to know, hey, this is where I am. This is how much money I have. This is my trajectory for retirement. You need to know what your retirement age is going to be, how much money is going to get distributed to you. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 or 90. These are numbers that actually can be spelled out for you based upon your current allocation. It doesn't take any more money. Just get an analysis. This is what we do. The free financial kit will do this for you. We've given them out to thousands of people and never once had a complaint and we'd love to give you one as well. If you haven't got your free financial kit, it's really simple. You just got to visit me online and ask for it. CraigSewing.com That's Craig with a C. Sewing like a sewing machine. Machine. CraigSewing.com On the contact form, message me. Ask for the free financial kit. It is a gift to you as a listener to our show. Free financial kit, CraigSowing.com. Make sure you hit that contact form, no strings attached, and we'll get it to you within twenty-four hours. CraigSowing.com Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites, go to LloydPest.com. That's LloydPest.com. Com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 p.m. on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score, and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Iran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up, maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Iran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Iran. AmericanDreamElite.com If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever. AmericanDreamElite.com AM 1170, The Answer
0: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the David Rudd Show. Thanks for sticking around. Along with me, I have very special guest, Alina Pondy. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, this real estate stuff that is going on right now is a little bit crazy, and I always like talking about things that are impacting consumers out there because you know we hear about in the news uh, I don't know if you heard back East about that uh, the, there's some nonprofits and um, the Democrats have been hacked and they're doing what's called ransomware and that will be in a situation where somebody injects a malicious code on your computer which encrypts all of your files on your computer and then they send you a message that says pay me. And we'll unlock your computer. Mm. So it's ransomware. It's crazy. uh, But why I talk about it is there's so much hacking going on, not only here. We talk about a hacked election. We talk about so many things and controversial. But one thing that I can tell you that is certain and that is happening that people need to be careful of is there is hacking going on in the financial industry as well as in the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. And we have people that are hacking in and pretending to pee people. And we're finding that those – that People are getting wire transfers done to erroneous places, so people do need to be careful out there. You need to make sure that if you are uh, working not only with your real estate agent but especially when you're working with your lenders as well as title companies and escrow companies, that you are verifying all the information because it is something that is running rampant out there, uh, and that is a different form of people getting financial gain. So that, in essence, what will happen. It's this hacker will go in and take over basically either an email account and send you an email that says, uh, hey, my email is down. Uh, start emailing me over here. It, it maybe an Outlook uh, or a Gmail account mm-hmm. instead of their business. And they start pretending that they're a part of that organization and will all of a sudden in the end inject new what we call wired instructions. And and sometimes those funds can be wired to somebody else in an account. And once a wire's out, it starts making it very difficult to recover those funds. So people can lose out. So you've got to be careful if you are out there because it is, they're not just targeting political organizations. They're not just targeting individuals. They are now targeting and looking for big financial wins. So you've got to be very, very careful out there. So talking, you know, funny thing happened this weekend. Um, New listing just came on uh, it's from one of our in, investors uh, in our in our pool. And we go in to do the open house on Sunday and lo and behold, uh, get to the house. And first strange thing was, is that there is a like bicycle lock. You know, those bicycle locks right. that The have, U-locks? Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't a U-lock. It's one of the old, I kind of consider it old school. Okay. It's like a- like they have like four digits on it and, yes. it and it's covered like the chains covered in like a plastic, a colored plastic. Right. So first that's locked. So, uh, our agent on our, uh, team ends up going in and says, what should I do? I was like, well, go check to see if within there, if there has been a separate lock that's been done within our lockbox." So goes, jumps over to the lockbox to get in, to get access to the house, uh, opens up the door and, Based on what I told you, what do you think happens? He goes in, he opens the door, and what do you think he finds? Uh, Somebody staying. A squatter? In. Yes. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it? I love how he locked the house, too. I know. Well, it's funny. It's like <laughs> locks the front gate so you can't get to. And this is like a low level, like. Um, a chain link fence, like at right. the front of the yard On boot. It's like one of those little <laughs> chains, like little, little bike locks to, uh, uh, to wrap around there, but goes inside. And yes, there is a squatter that has been in the house and had recently been there. I mean, this house was vacant. It was a fix and flip it had gone through completely staged, beautiful remodel, Literally, clothes all over the staged couch, oh, um, wow. the bedroom that had been staged, that he had started stayed in there. And why I know uh, that it was a male was ultimately, as we got around this to solve the situation, we got the superintendent to go out to the home. And interestingly enough, the superintendent goes and knocks on the door. The gentleman opens the door and, and says... Uh, what? And then runs. So the police were called, <laughs> uh, but strange things that always go on in real estate. So many things that go on in the books, but squatters are a real thing. We've dealt with them in the past. I mean, it's something for, if you are an investor and you, you know, or you're looking at doing a fix and flip, you know, so many people are watching, do you watch all those like HGTV yes. shows yeah. and what's one of your favorites?
2: Um, I like the one with the, the two twin brothers where, um, they they decide whether or not they're going to purchase a home.
0: Is that property brothers? That's right, property, brothers, property brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people are watching that. So, right. like, if they're going to go through, they're looking at doing that. But that's something that people do not think really happens. They think it only happens in, you know, New York right. or some big city where like these squatters come in. But it's something that happens here. And that's why people need trusted real estate advisors. Right to help them through this because that it could be a very unfortunate circumstance. A couple ways that people can handle that is that you can do frequent visits to the residents, especially if it's vacant. So make sure that you're going by, checking the doors, checking the locks, also checking the windows. There are other areas of entry that can, can go in. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, make sure that you have um, the legal team in place in the event that you need to do a forcible eviction. Well, we've wrapped it up. Thanks for being here, Lena. I appreciate you coming in the last segment. And uh, uh, keep it classy, San Diego. I got to keep it classy.